you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 220th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www iirsports one word dot com well today is our annual preview of the college bowls so let's get started right away with the uh semifinal games to decide the two teams headed to the college football playoff national championship on monday january 11th in arizona and the semifinal games look great. Uh, the real, the real mouthwatering game to me is Alabama versus Michigan State in the Cotton Bowl at 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve out in Dallas. <coughs> Michigan State—they are just—they, uh, in my mind, have had the most interesting season in college football. Period. You can start with the Big Ten Championship game where they uh, just really slugged it out with Iowa. I mean, that was just one of those rare games that, you know, you can just see it from the opening snap. It is just going to be three hours of compelling theater. That is exactly what that game uh, turned out to be, three hours plus, I should say. And, of course, ended with, Truly one of the most memorable drives, I believe, in college football history uh, to win the game at the end over an undefeated Iowa team who really came to play, to put it mildly. Uh, Michigan State drove 80-plus uh, yards over nine minutes, 22 plays, uh, no mistakes, obviously, most of it running and just pounded away under their uh, tremendous quarterback, Connor Cook. And it was just uh, really just a hold your breath kind of a drive, which with each play, uh, the stakes were got higher and it just seemed to go on forever. And again, to me, as, as good a drama over an extended period of time as you're going to see in any football game. It just, uh, you know, wouldn't stop. And it just built and built and built and then culminated in basically their freshman running back on what would be the winning touchdown uh, being stopped, uh, apparently, you know, and then just a spectacular Second effort on his part, true freshman, amazing. And then the reach. Uh, I think in Michigan State, Lord will always get down as the reach. And then he just reached over. He left no doubt. 
uh, you know, that he had gotten the ball over. And it actually, you know, he kind of plunked it right down in the end zone. So, again, no doubt. And it was just uh, a tremendous play on his part. And just to think that, again, you know, uh, I believe it was third down. So had he not made it, it would have been fourth down. And you talk about uh, uh, one down for the ages, winner take all, as in goes to the uh, final four of the college uh, playoff. Uh, it, that would have been, you know, again, a play for the ages. Uh, but we didn't need it. It was, uh, you know, already a game for the ages. And what was fascinating to me also about that game was Iowa – who has, you know, achieved their previously undefeated record through tremendous defense, solid quarterback play, uh, just a good all-around team under, you know, Coach Kirk Ferentz, uh, worked with Belichick back in the Cleveland Browns days of the 90s. Um, They hit a long bomb, 85 yards, and then they just basically – turned into a different team there's no other way to say it they just started chucking it uh long deep on multiple plays they just really stepped out of character and you know i loved it i think the entire nation loved it certainly everybody uh in uh lucas oil stadium in indianapolis which was an electric atmosphere loved it i mean they were just heaving uh (laughs) Heaving it deep uh, and, again, completely out of character for the way their season has gone. Uh, but I am no way, you, you know, uh, saying that in the negative. I, I, they were going for it. It was all on the line. They had some success with, you know, uh, you know, a, a somewhat shocking 85-yard touchdown throw and run. And uh, so they must have seen something in there that they thought they could exploit in the Michigan State defense, and uh, just off they went. And it was just tremendous. Uh, you know, it was just back and forth, just, again, as good a football team game as you'd ever see, classic Big Ten style. I mean, just uh, this was a man's game, that's for sure. Uh, tremendous hitting, intensity, great crowd, just spectacular all around, just really, to me, a game for the ages. And Michigan State, uh, you know, rightfully ends up as one of the final four. Uh, Again, I said right off the top, I think they've had the most interesting season in college football. A lot of people are forgetting, you know, they beat Oregon early in the season. Um, Their play against Michigan, uh, you know, the punt recovery for a touchdown on the last play of the game where the Michigan punter uh, fumbled the snap is, again, one of the most famous plays in college football and for it to, history and for it to happen in the big house in front of 100,000-plus in, in a great rivalry game, Michigan State versus Michigan. It was just, uh, you know, a remember-where-you-were play, put it that way. And we had a few of those, by the way, this year in college football. And uh, so... Uh, that was great. And then of course their, uh, walk off win on the field goal, final play of the game at Ohio state in Columbus to beat the defending national champions. Uh, also memorable, uh, to me, the kicker, 
uh, running off the field, waving his right arm, pinwheeling his right arm around uh, for basically the length of the field. He ran like 50, 60, 70 yards with his entire team following him. It was one of the most spontaneous and uh, best, you know, single player celebrations I've seen in a long, long time. I think that's also going to go down. Uh, you know, it's just, again, just a great college football moment. We've been seeing it, you know, nonstop since he did it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you, boy, you just put together the big 10 championship game, the Ohio state victory, uh, the Michigan victory. And, oh, by the way, uh, they beat Oregon who granted was not at their strongest to start the season, but now they've become Oregon again. Uh, so they were the, the quality program we all know that they were in last year's national championship game and then lastly with michigan state uh you know their loss i mean their loss was on a an, another last play of the game so to speak against nebraska in lincoln uh highly highly disputed play um you know that's the one where you know the the final play was the Michigan State, uh, the ruling that the Michigan State defender had pushed the Nebraska receiver out of bounds, which allowed him to come back in, catch the winning touchdown pass as the game ended. So, you know, just again, uh, highly, highly disputed play, you know, by no means, you know, uh, the kind of player where you can or a game where you can look at it and just say, you know, that's a bad loss. Um, you know, Oklahoma had a bad loss when they just got blown out, so to speak, by Texas in the Red River rivalry in the Cotton Bowl. And, uh, you, you know, now that's a bad loss. And all credit to Oklahoma for recovering from that. It was uh, awesome. Uh, what they did, you know, they basically come out of that horrific loss for them and, uh, in effect, ran the table. Uh, impressive victories across the board in the Big 12 against some really, really quality teams. Uh, you know, Baylor, TCU, where they had their potential Waterloo moment, but they held on, stopped TCU on a two-point conversion to win that game. Um, drilled their arch rival, one of their arch rivals, Oklahoma State. So, you know, Oklahoma is, you know, very, very deserving uh, to be there. They did not have to play a conference championship game. So that just shows you the kind of year they had. They come off the, the defeat to Texas in October, and then they pretty much run the table and then who had it better than them? They were able to sit back on that final weekend when all the championship games were being played and just relax, watch the championship games, and pretty much be, in effect, guaranteed that they were getting an invite, which they did. And, uh, you know, uh, good for them. I mean, you know, they're a, a, a great brand. To say the least, Bob Stoops, tremendous coach. And uh, I don't think, you know, you can help but enjoy watching Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma's quarterback. He is, uh, his enthusiasm is infectious. Uh, 
uh, great player, um, a leader by any and all accounts. Uh, you know, certainly just one of the best quarterbacks, if not players in the country. And, uh, you know, great story, great backstory, you know, transferred over there, walked on, you know, so he's just, uh, you know, someone that I think has to a degree become, uh, you know, one of the darlings of, uh, of the college football world this season. And, uh, so that's just been great to watch. It really has. Um, no, I know we kind of switched gears there and got off track from the Michigan State Alabama Cotton Bowl onto Oklahoma as another uh, Final Four team. But we are hoping to have our Alabama correspondent uh, and weekly call-in guest AP Stedham uh, calling in later in the show. So I just am going to hold off on the Alabama analysis until uh, hopefully AP has the opportunity to call in. So I did get a little sidetracked and talking about Oklahoma, uh, who will be playing in the Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve. And uh, they're going to be playing Clemson, undefeated, consensus number one team. And uh, that game is going to be at 4 p.m. at Sun Life Stadium in Miami on New Year's Eve. That'll be awesome. So why don't we take our first break? And on the other side, I'm going to talk a little bit about Clemson. Again, the consensus year-long, basically, uh, number one in every CFP poll since, uh, since it started. So let's take our break, and we'll get to Clemson and many, many others on the other side. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. 
That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And we're doing our annual college bowl preview and discussion. And I've already talked about uh, Michigan State uh, in the first segment and how I thought that they basically had uh, the most interesting season in college football this year. And uh, they're, of course, going to play Alabama in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Eve at 8 p.m. Eastern time from Dallas. Uh, then I also touched on Oklahoma, who will be playing in the Orange Bowl at 4 p.m. Eastern time on New Year's Eve. Uh, and by the way, New Year's Eve, that's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fascinating addition uh, to New Year's Eve activities, especially for sports fans. And uh, so, yes, uh, talked about Oklahoma again in the opening segment. So Oklahoma will be playing in the Orange Bowl, Clemson. Undefeated, really the only undefeated team after Iowa got beat. Um, and again, consensus number one pick, picked every single week as number one. Uh, by the College Football Playoff Committee. Great timing for Clemson uh, in that I think the first poll come out after they beat Notre Dame and uh, in their signature victory this year in the rain down in uh, down in South Carolina. And uh, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson is just, he's special. Uh, he is just a tremendous quarterback. Um, one of the three Heisman finalists. And uh, spectacular, to say the least. The whole Clemson team have just uh, really had an awesome year. Hats off to them. Uh, you know, Dabo Sweeney is just a fascinating character, big personality. I find him very likable. Uh, going back a couple of years, I, I you know, he really got on my radar a couple of years ago when I thought he did the best you know, post game, right after the you know game ends on the field uh, interviews, uh, and I just thought he was fabulous uh, uh, with his personality, showing his enthusiasm, uh, some of the things he said. So you know, uh, I think it's good to see Clemson there. Uh, I actually. Had a great Clemson moment, personally, uh, where I went to a Boston College game right soon after BC joined the ACC uh, a few years back. And just by total happenstance, I walked into uh, the stands at the precise moment. I was a few minutes late, so it was at the precise moment when Clemson had scored a touchdown, and I walked right smack into the middle, come up the ramp uh, to get the full view of the stadium. And I was right in the Clemson cheering section, which was very impressive to say the least in, in 
Boston on a Saturday afternoon and, uh, uh, they just had exploded because Clemson had just scored literally right in the corner where I walked into. So right, uh, right in front of me, the score had occurred. The fans, uh, you know, were going crazy, and I just loved it. I could not have been more impressed. I mean, it was a moment, and uh, you know, ended up sitting in that general area and watching the Clemson fans. Uh, you know, throughout the day and throughout the game. And I just could not have possibly been more impressed with, uh, you know, how nice they were, number one, friendly, uh, their devotion to the Tigers, the orange, the paw, all of it. It was just uh, really, really big time stuff. And, uh, you know, you can't fake this stuff. And I just came away really impressed uh, by, again, uh, the Clemson following. I think we're all familiar with, uh, you know, Death Valley uh, being one of the tougher and funner places to play in all of college football. And, uh, you know, that really translated that afternoon at BC. And it was really, again, just... Uh, uh, a special afternoon, totally, uh, because of the Clemson fans. They just really uh, brought their A game that day, and I've never forgotten it. I've been uh, a Clemson fan of sorts ever since, and uh, and here they are. Uh, again, undefeated, number one team in the country. Uh, in the college football playoff semifinal against Oklahoma to just absolute premier quarterbacks, uh, Deshaun Watson against Baker Mayfield. That, uh, you know, that just has the potential to be uh, some special stuff right there. Uh, very different. Deshaun Watson is, you know, uh, he's a leader, but, you, you know, more of a quiet leader uh, leads by example, as opposed to, again, as I referenced in the previous segment, uh, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, who is just, you know, wears his emotions on his sleeves and uh, is just infectious enthusiasm to say the least. So uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be some special stuff. I mean, again, the new year's Eve experience, is going to be great last year, of course, in the first ever college football playoffs. The games were uh, on New Year's Day. Uh, you talk about planning your New Year's Day around something. Uh, certainly, <laughs> that's what did it. And those games were fascinating. Not forget Oregon beat uh, Florida State for Jameis Winston's first ever loss as a collegian. And then uh, that night, uh, Ohio State shocked the world by beating Alabama. And uh, so it was wonderful, and I had the pleasure of sitting with uh, some people from the Orange Bowl when I covered the uh, American Athletic Conference annual football media day this past August in Newport, Rhode Island, and happened. It was a great clam bake on the waterfront in New in beautiful, beautiful Newport, Rhode Island. And it was just, uh, again, by happenstance, happened to uh, end up at a table 
uh, for dinner at the clam bake with, uh, you know, with uh, a number of people representing the Orange Bowl. And they were just so excited. And, you know, uh, just already deep into planning it. Um, I think it's going to be great. Miami is, you know, a fascinating market. And I just think that, uh, you know, based on meeting uh, these great people and just really, again, feeling their enthusiasm for, you know, knowing they were going to be hosting the, uh, you know, one of the two semifinal games was, uh, was just, you know, got me excited. So that's going to kick it off 4 p.m. New Year's Eve. Uh, and that's going to be fun. Clemson, Oklahoma followed uh, immediately that night by uh, Alabama and uh, Michigan State. And on the other side, we will talk about Alabama with our weekly call-in guest from Bama Magazine, AP Stedham. And we'll do that after this break. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And 
It's that time of the show and we often have guests and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who's joining me for our annual bowl preview. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing very well, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for calling in. And uh, as always, and your timing is absolutely perfect because uh, in the first half of the show, I already I discussed three of the four uh, teams in the college football playoff semifinals, and I held out on Alabama in the hopes that you would call in. So let's talk some Alabama. Uh, first of all, uh, you have to. Obviously, you're thrilled. They're they're in the Final Four. No surprise. Uh, you know, they had a great SEC championship game against Florida. I know you were there. And uh, so what do you think about uh, the, the Cotton Bowl, the matchup with Michigan State? I think it's just going to be spectacular. John, I tell you, it's like two cousins getting together, one from the north, one from the south. They kind of <laughs> match up. <laughs> I love it. You know, a country. Country cousin and the city cousin, and uh, what, they're both kind of on the rough side. They like to attack you at the line of scrimmage and see if they can overpower you. So it'll be quite a an interesting matchup. And I mean, Mark D'Antonio, he has the the roots uh, under some some of them under Nick Saban. So he learned a lot from his students when he was at Michigan State. And they like to run the football and play good defense and. They believe they can manhandle you uh, at the point of attack. So it'll be two similar styles trying to battle out who's the, the toughest guy. Yes, it is a couple of heavyweights by uh, by any measure. You know, they both play, uh, you know, a little bit of old school, old style football, shall we say. Uh uh, ground and pound, what have you, rugged defenses, both teams, uh, you know, and I, I just think it's just really uh, the potential game of the year. I, I really do believe that. Uh, I mean, the minute I saw the pairings, I, I was just, uh, you know, in love with this game right off the bat. I mean, again, Alabama, you know, Derek Henry is just, you know, uh, piling up the awards here in the postseason. Uh, we've talked about them often, uh, but then again, you can't say enough about them. Uh, 90 carries in the last two games or thereabouts. Uh, to say he's turned into an all-time workhouse would, workhorse would be an understatement. He is just uh, he's doing spectacular things, to say the least. Uh, but no surprise, given his record-breaking high school career. Yeah, John, he was used to a lot of carries in high school, and you haven't seen that very much at Alabama. But these last half dozen games or so, they, they've relied on his endurance and, and strength and power. And he, he seems to get stronger as the game progresses. And he's had no trouble carrying the ball in 40 pounds. So but I, I think one of the most interesting things I'm going to look at when they play the Cotton Bowl, John, is I think this is the best quarterback Alabama will have faced in Connor Cook. And he's got some time to get healthy. So, and Alabama's secondary has progressed through the season quite nicely. So, uh, it, it's going to be an excellent game. Yes, well, it's interesting you would say that because I was just thinking that yesterday. Uh, Connor Cook, yes, he has, uh, you know, 
three weeks or so to get healthy. He has just been uh, had this shoulder problem that, you know, he's been playing through, except for the Ohio State game when his very capable backup went out and, uh, you know, played a major role in a great game and beating defending national champion Ohio State. But back to Connor Cook, you know, uh, he was solid and, uh, you know, he 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 led what I believe is going to go down as one of the greatest drives in the history of college football, 80 plus yards over 22 plays and nine minutes, uh, you know, to win the big 10 conference championship game and earn a spot in the final four by, uh, and Oh, by the way, beating an undefeated Iowa team who really came to play. So I just think, you know, what I said at the beginning of the show, AP is that, you know, for my money, Michigan State has had the most interesting season of anybody in college football when you factor in, you know, the Michigan win on the last second punt fumble, the, you know, win over Ohio State with a backup quarterback. Oh, by the way, they beat Oregon early in the season. And the game they lost was equally bizarre with, uh, you know, Nebraska getting that crazy call on the last play of the game. So... A fascinating team, to say the least, as is Alabama. Yeah, Michigan State had all the drama, John. And, and Alabama, they had that wake-up call against Ole yep. Miss. And they played uh, close to the vest all the way through now. They know that everything's on the table. There's no missteps. Can't have a bad game. Can't be fumbling the ball, giving it away to the other team. They're just not good enough to survive, let's say, three Four turnovers, but they do have an excellent defense. That's the, the uh, focal point of the, the team all season. They've had a you know, tremendous ability to stop the other team from rushing the football. So that's what they're going to rely on in this game. That's their strength, Alabama. Stop the run. Michigan State likes to run, but they do have Connor Cook. He just seems to make enough plays, you know, to, to win to win the game. He's a good quarterback. He's in a lot of tight spots over the years. He's very reliable. It'll be a challenge for Alabama. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. And the thing that's fascinating to me about Alabama is, you know, what what might be the ultimate differentiator in this game um, is, of course, uh, special teams. I mean, when I think of Alabama right now, after Derrick Henry, the first thing I, you know, visualize in my head is, uh, you know, them returning a pick or a touchdown or, you know, a punt or a kickoff. I mean, they're just special teams demons. Yeah, they've really done quite well this season. I mean, I think Tyler Jones had three punt returns. Nico uh, Fitzpatrick had returned two interceptions for touchdowns. Eddie Jackson returned a pick for a touchdown. Uh, somehow they had the magic on that, you know, on, on that, with that part of the team this year. So, you know, any extra points Alabama could get from their special teams or from their defense to help their offense, which is you know, predicated on Derrick Henry uh, running well, will, will be a, a plus for Alabama because you know, they do have a good passing game at times. But it's been kind of hurtsy jerky. Correct. Um, you know, so it's not steady, but it's, it's capable. 
Yeah. Exactly right. Um, yeah, and of course, their Alabama's defense is really their signature. Aside again, aside from Derrick Henry, uh, but you know, Reggie Ragland and people of uh, you know like that are uh, you know just uh, tremendous. You know, the defensive backfield is just awesome, and uh, you know they they just have a great team, great you know great all around team. And, uh, yeah, and, and, of course, Jacob Coker, quarterback, is uh, doing well. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be a great game. I think it has the potential to be the game of the year. I really do. Yeah, you know, John, it's funny when I talk to people around the country and I just ask for their impressions about Jacob Coker, they're very hesitant and, and there's uh, quite a pause in trying to describe his ability. Uh, I don't think people are sold that he can beat Alabama to a championship, but Right now, John, he's on a pace to set a new Alabama record, believe it or not. He's undefeated as a starter. You recall, he did not, he did not, uh, he came off the bench in the Ole Miss game. So that's not in his, his uh, loss column. So the record is, is uh, Sedman Sheely back in 1979. He was 12-0. Sedman played four years at Alabama, but only started the last season. But if he's able to win these next few games, he would be, 14 and 0 and set an all-time Alabama record and matches jersey. Wow. We can only get these facts from you, AP. That's why we love uh, love you calling in and appreciate it because that's a great fact. And I'm guessing not too many people would know that, number one, and most people have probably forgotten, uh, you know, that he did not start the Ole Miss game. And uh, so let me ask you, you are a resident of the state of Alabama. You've covered the team for years, working with Bama Magazine. Uh, what's the mood, you know? I know there was a strong expectation and comfort level, you know, last Sunday, you know, when they announced that they would, uh, the Final Four, that, of course, Alabama was going to make it. Uh, now that they've, you know, now that they're in, how's everybody feeling down in Alabama? Yeah, I think people like that matchup, John, because normally against the Big Ten team, Alabama has a little advantage in, in, the, in the defensive line. They're just a step quicker overall. Uh, last, you know, last year, they played Ohio State, and, and the Buckeyes ran all over them. This year, that's not going to happen. They're ready for any power team. And so I, I think they're going to have a, uh, a good game against Michigan State. They realize that they don't show up to play those Big Ten teams. They'll run all over you. They'll make you look bad. And the Alabama strength is their defensive line. They rotate eight or nine in the ball game. They're quality players at every position. So the people of Alabama, they're, they're happy with that matchup. I think they really wanted to play Michigan State first and have a chance to win that game and then maybe tangle with a Clemson or an Oklahoma, which would be a contrasting style. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you mentioned earlier a wake-up call when they lost to Ole Miss earlier in the season and last year going back to their, you know, surprising loss to uh, Ohio State. So, I mean, you know, this team is going to become ready to play Alabama, no doubt about it. And uh, I think it's going to be, you know, again, just really uh, uh, a special game. You know, it's like, where Michigan State goes, drama follows. And then you, you you mix that in with the fact they're playing one of the great programs in college football history in Alabama. I, I just think all the ingredients are there. And, oh, by the way, it's going to be 
at, uh, you know, the spectacular Jerry World Stadium in Dallas, uh, AT&T Stadium. Uh, I'm guessing Alabama fans will be turning out in droves. I don't know if it's drivable. You would know that better than me, but it's not all that far. No, no, it's definitely drivable down just to uh, Mississippi, Louisiana, and then you're in Texas. So there's quite a few Alabama fans there. And plus, you have to realize that's a holiday weekend, so plenty of people who can have some fun in the state of Texas. Yeah, just out of curiosity, what would it be driving time, like ballpark? ballpark oh, it'd be in the 8 to 10 hours. Okay, very doable. Where you're located. Right. Okay. Nice day's drive. Very doable, you know, driving in the south in the winter, that's no problem. And, uh, yeah, 8 to 10 hours, I, I just think Alabama is just going to, you know, really turn out in droves for that game. Do you agree? Is, is that kind of the, the vibe you're getting? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. People want to be at that game. And, they, you know, this is Alabama's um, third time, I believe, playing over in Jerry World Series. Yeah. Right. So Alabama fans know how to get there, right? Oh, they know the way. And, and matter of <laughs> fact, John, they'll be back here to open up the season to get Southern Cal. Southern Cal? Southern Cal. Open up the season wow. this year. That's great. Uh yeah, hey, it's become a, almost a quasi-home field, so good for them. Uh, I had the pleasure of attending the national championship last year between uh, Ohio State when they beat Oregon, and it's an awesome place for a football game. I mean, awesome, and, uh, you know, I won't ever forget it. So that place is going to be rocking that night. You got 90,000-plus. Uh, it's going to be incredible, so... That is going to be fun, and AP, uh, we've really covered thoroughly, I believe, the you know the four teams in the college semifinals uh, on New Year's Eve, but lots of other bowl games going on, so why don't we take our break now, our final break of the day, and then on the other side, I'm just going to touch on uh, a variety of bowl games that generally jump out at me, and I'd lo- just love to get your thoughts on them since... Uh, I'm sure you'll have good opinions and thoughts on each of the five or ten other high-profile bowl games. Okay, Jim. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. 
Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And still on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we covered the two semifinal games on New Year's Eve, uh, but there's lots of other interesting matchups uh, in this year's bowl season as we do our annual bowl uh, preview. Uh, outside of the two semifinal games, in my mind, the one that just leaps off uh, the list of the multitude of bowl games is uh notre dame versus ohio state in the fiesta bowl where by the way the same stadium where the the national championship will be decided but 11 days ahead of that will be uh again notre dame at ohio state uh notre dame you know great season ohio state defending national champions uh I think that's just going to be a spectacular game. I really do. I think that it has the potential to be the best uh, non-semifinal game of them all. Yeah, John, I think both teams will be motivated because, number one, Ohio State is not going to be able to defend their championship. And Notre Dame, they probably feel badly that they, they lost to Stanford on the last second field goal. So, yeah, those two teams, I mean, people should tune in because they're going to be going at it pretty hard, I believe. And, I mean, those are storied programs. And, they, they, you know, they haven't played that much, John, through the years. So I think they'll have a big fan base. And, uh, yeah, I would tune into that game for sure. I think it's going to be great. Two brand names, to put it mildly. And believe it or not, head-to-head, literally at the exact same time, uh, New Year's Day at 1 p.m. Eastern time in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Two more <laughs> brand names, Michigan versus Florida. That is going to be, uh, you know, that, that that's going to be a you need two TVs kind of moment because that's going to be Michigan and Florida, granted, did not have the kind of years Ohio State and Notre Dame had, but they're Michigan-Florida. I mean, that's going to be a great game. Hey, John, they're two first-year coaches who their fan base probably did not think they would be playing on New Year's Day. They're trying to get their programs moving in the right direction. Uh, Michigan did not end the season well with a thrashing by Ohio State. Florida had two losses at the end at home to Florida State. Of course, Alabama got the SEC championship game. So they both want to get back to winning because uh, it's important for those two high-profile programs and, and the coaches. Exactly right. I, I couldn't agree more. Well said. Uh, 
Another game that I like, obviously that same day, the Rose Bowl uh, on New Year's Day is uh, simply Stanford versus Iowa. And what I love about that game is, see what you think of this. To me, they're like two of the most likable teams in college football. I think even though Iowa lost to Michigan State, everybody, I, I really think they, they, you know, escalated their program in the eyes of the entire nation. They certainly more than deserved to be there, and had they won, would have more than deserved to be in the Final Four. And Stanford, same deal. Christian McCaffrey, fascinating player to say the least. Uh, broke Barry Sanders' all-time yardage record. I mean, we're just talking uh, something about these two schools. Again, I, I consider them to, you know, two of the most likable teams in the country. That, by and large, most every football fan likes, except maybe Notre Dame <laughs> fans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John, you hit on a good point. Stanford, they play that old style, line them up, and let's see what we could do at the point of attack. And Iowa always uses the tight end, and their quarterback is usually not spectacular, but they make plays. And Iowa had a magical season, and they came up just a little bit short. And I know that the fans from Iowa, they're excited to go to California. I don't know if they play out there. It might have been 25, 30 years, John. And and then right. Stanford, this is, their, this is their third Rose Bowl within uh, a four-year period, three out of four years. And I don't know if that's been done at Stanford in a while. Yeah, it's a great matchup. Uh, again, you know, I, I use the word likable. Um, you know, I think both coaches contributed a lot to that likability factor. Um, who doesn't like David Shaw? Frankly, who doesn't like Kirk Ferentz? They're both slightly understated. Uh, yeah. Neither are what you'd call rah-rah guys. Stanford, of yeah. course, has the high academic standards. Iowa, like you just said, they haven't been there in a while. And, you know, what's not to like about Iowa, right? I mean, it's just um, – I, I just think that's going to be a great game. I've had the pleasure to be at a Rose Bowl. And, yeah, you know, there's there's a reason it's the granddaddy of them all. There's nothing like it. Yeah, a lot of pageantry, the parade, the morning of the game. It really is nothing like it, John, and the weather's spectacular. So, I mean, and of course, it's on a holiday weekend. So the fans could come across the country from Iowa, Stanford folks up north and around the country. You know that they're going to support their team. Absolutely. Um, you know, another game that is the next day, January 2nd, uh, the Alamo Bowl, you know, um, very partial to San Antonio, Texas. And I've been there uh, a couple of times covering the U.S. Army All-American Bowl when the Alamo Bowl is actually being played around that time. So it's really like a great event. Like I've really been able to soak up some of the flavor. And, uh, you know, that, again, is shaping up as an offensive show. Once again, they have a Texas team in there, as they often do for obvious reasons. TCU, uh, very, very exciting Big 12 team. And then Oregon. Oregon is Oregon. So I think that for just simply, you know, as a way to kind of, you know, uh, catch your breath the day after all the great games on New Year's Day, not to mention New Year's Eve, if you just want to sit back and watch some spectacular offense, uh, I think the Alamo Bowl at uh, 
6.45 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, January 2nd, could be that game uh, to watch. Yeah, John, I I would think that you want to make sure the scorekeeper does not have too much champagne. (laughs) Exactly right. Um, Yeah, he's going to need to have his wits about him because he's going to have a busy finger. Busy fingers that night with the scoreboard. Again, that game just is uh, really, um, you know, interesting to me. Uh, you know, another game that I find intriguing, uh, given, uh, you know, a lot of our uh, discussion in the past and, you know, work with the military is, is the military bull. It's a game I like. I grew up near Pittsburgh. And, uh, again, I, I, I've written a lot about the military uh, and sports. Uh, Pittsburgh versus Navy in Annapolis. And it will, of course, be Keenan Reynolds' final game. Um, you know, it's just uh, Keenan Reynolds. I, I kind of uh, felt – I think he's one of the great players in college football history and one of the certainly the, you know – greatest, you know, men, if you will. I had the pleasure to interview him in Newport at the American Athletic Conference media football media day in August. And I was, couldn't have been more impressed. Uh, he of course, you know, has the all time record in college football for touchdowns. It's remarkable. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I just think that's going to be great that he closes at home in a bowl game because I think he's really one of the great players in the history of the game. I do. I really believe that. Johnny, I'm sure he's a sentimental favorite of the, of the fans who are watching the game. And that's quite a record that he uh, achieved at, at the Naval Academy and maybe he won't see his likes again. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, he, uh, you know, he was really steaming towards, you know, uh, a potential Heisman at one point uh, didn't quite pan out that way, but you know I think he's been much appreciated. And uh, again, I can't think of a better way to end our bowl preview than uh, you know just a, a salute, if you will, to Keenan Reynolds uh, and, and in general, uh, you know specifically in Navy in general for the the program they've put together consistently over the years and. Uh, Keenan Reynolds win his career at the Military Bowl, and uh, I think it's going to be special, to say the least, uh, in Annapolis. So, AP, I cannot thank you enough for calling in, as always, joining me for our annual bowl preview, and uh, uh, it's going to be a great, great uh, bowl season yet again. Thank you, John. It's always my pleasure, and I look forward to next time. Uh, I so enjoy talking college football with you. As always, definitely. Uh, And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. We look forward to doing it again uh, next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Nussbaum with the Anthem Foundation. Premature birth is the leading cause of death of babies.